Welcome to From Uniforms to Unicorns. This podcast is all about our experience as female corrections officers, our challenges, our triumphs, and our transitions out of the career. Lauren and I have always had a significant bond. Friends, moms, and business owners that happen to be in prison. Life attempted to separate us, but we always found a way back to each other. We huge life milestones, tragedy, and random text messages saying, I thought of you today. We know there is huge curiosity surrounding these topics. And we aren't the only ones that struggle. There are also incredible stories just waiting to be shared. And we want this to be a safe place for us and you to talk about the often unspoken world of corrections. Grab a coffee, head out on a walk, or just take a break. Let me warn you, we have no idea what we're doing. From uniforms to uniforms. Season two, episode three. We are so excited to have a good friend of ours who worked with us at Edmonton Institution for Women, um, has worked um, on the East Coast and um, yeah, just amazing human being. We love her to death. Which Hi, we're, Jill. Hi, Jill. <laughs> we're so excited to have her. She, uh, she was a little nervous and a little apprehensive about being here, <laughs> but... She's here. We've had a, a fun little discussion beforehand, so I hope that um, is easing her into things. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being here, Jill. We, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited. Yes, I was a little nervous. That's okay. And <laughs> That's we, okay. We, lo- we love you. So we, start, we worked with Jill at EIFW, so I'll say, uh, Jill, what led you into corrections? Um, so originally, uh, out of uh, high school, I was going to be a nurse. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I went into <laughs> university and, um, decided, yeah, nursing and university wasn't for me. Yeah. Uh, I started volunteering with the RCMP, uh, and oh, wow. found my love for, um, law enforcement. Oh, and, cool. I decided, uh, somebody actually introduced me to uh, the corrections program at Holland College in Prince Edward Island, looked into it, and before I knew it, it was uh, 1996, and I was going to school there. Oh, wow. Wow! <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that either. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. And so when, like, so you started your career corrections 1999? 1999, yeah. So um, I went to core training in Memram Cook, New Brunswick in uh, October of 1998 and uh, started January of 1999. Wow, that's awesome. So what jail did you start at? I started at Spring Hill Institution in Nova Scotia. Oh, wow. And you came to Edmonton when? Um, I came to Edmonton in 2007. My husband, uh, was military. He's retired now, and uh, we got uh, posted back to Edmonton. And uh, yeah, I ended up at Edmonton Institution for Women, meeting you crazy ladies. <laughs> how, why, how come you didn't go to men's? You decided to go to women's? Uh, yes, uh, a little bit of um, everybody ignore my emails to get transferred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I decided that. Uh, Edmonton Institution for Women. I had worked with the women at Spring Hill Institution until 2003. Uh, Spring Hill was the maximum security uh, unit until the uh, maximum security units were built for the women. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in 2003 was the last uh, time we had, we lost our, or transferred out our last uh, female inmate from there. And with- To Nova, act- to Nova, right? To Nova, yeah. to Nova, yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually across the country, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Spring or Nova Scotia has Nova Institution for Women. Right. right. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that either. So you yeah. came to IFW 2007? 2007, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And I still remember my first day. Tell I, us. Tell us what you remember. Oh, I know. Oh that's, what, that's what I want to know. Like, <laughs> I thought you were there way before. So no, you do. No, 2000. I had my first child in 2006, and then in 2007, we transferred up to Edmonton so my first day the the gate I don't know if you ladies remember but the gate outside that click yeah yeah and I still (laughs) I still hear that click and I still feel I can feel the pressure on my shoulder when I when Mm -hmm. I hit 
hit it to yeah I to remember it walked, yeah yeah and I knew nobody I knew nobody I walked in I knew didn't know the the layout of the jail I, I knew nothing <laughs> oh wow crazy hey yeah 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 and wow. so what did you think so you walked in you had your, you had uniforms yeah yeah and uh I don't did we have crews then or did you were you on variable variable uh, scheduling no we had I think there was crews there okay yeah. Yeah. okay and what did you think like of was it was it so different or you know what I uh it was I mean it was definitely different but different in a smaller way because Spring Hill Institution was so much larger um and then it was uh walking into the briefing room it was I just felt like I was home again oh it, nice you know like I I never once felt like it was something different for me. It was, I was welcomed by staff, whether it was uniform staff or, or non-uniform staff. And it was great. Oh, so good. That's yeah. good. So, and when you started, did you uh, work like, as I remember you being in A&D or admissive. Yeah. So did you start there or? No, I didn't. No, no. I worked at the, in the max unit mm -hmm. down at the max unit for a period of time. Um, I got pregnant in 2008, uh, and I went recruiting as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <nice. laughs> Thanks for remembering her name, Joe. <laughs> it was uh, Debbie Zur. Debbie, yes. yeah, because I yeah. did recruiting 2009 when I was pregnant with Matt. Yeah. So okay. Right after you did it, I went and did it with Debbie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it was a great experience. It was fun. Total yes. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Get to go to all those women's shows and. Yeah. It, it okay. And you'd get to see the other side of it as well, you know. Yeah. I got to go to like the at Lethbridge College and talk, mm -hmm. uh, which was kind of cool because I taught at Lethbridge College with the psychologist oh, wow. that I worked with in Lethbridge. So when I went back as a corrections officer, it was cool to talk to them and um, tell them what a great job they were going to get into. <laughs> 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 a little lie. Just a little lie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in 2000, our second child was born in 2008, September of 2008. Um, and then when I came back in 2009, um, I actually worked on the secure unit full time Monday to Friday because I was accommodated because my husband had gone to Afghanistan. Right. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Little babies and her husband is in Afghanistan and she's working. The max unit. <laughs> that's the the reprieve they give you they're like here take this job and work it every day monday to friday with these like crazy inmates and yeah here you go yeah, yeah. On, on the segregation range on, right yeah. yeah you were ef8 like our whole lives i remember yes, yes. oh yeah i do remember yes. that i was i was somebody because we needed yeah. consistency i remember yeah, i remember right. the meeting yeah. And I was talking like, yeah, just coming in. She's going to be at bait and she's just going to yeah. keep it consistent. Be there forever. Yeah. Be there forever. <laughs> it oh, was wow. really good, though. It was really good when you were there. Like, yeah. not, not good, but I mean, there was at least it, we weren't changing people all the time and it wasn't consistent. I, and I remember you like carrying blankets and toothbrushes and you had your own little system. I can totally yeah. see it now. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. But yeah, I remember. Did you, but did it, like, it was good for consistency. Was it good for you? Um, no, yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't know that at the time, but, mm. but no, it wasn't, it wasn't good for me. <laughs> no, 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 I yeah. can imagine it was, and it was chaotic then. Like it, it was very chaotic and it, but it was what I needed and yeah. you just yeah. do what you needed. It was, know? it was the time period that you needed in order yes. to make your life work. Right. It was the Absolutely. schedule that you needed. And we had like hostage, like I think we had both hostage takers Hosti at, yeah. at that time. Really high profile inmates and dangerous. And that's why I'm saying like, so they accommodate you to this <laughs> schedule, but it's like, is that really, yeah, it's, it's bizarre because it's, it's shady. It's a little shady. <laughs> it's sketchy. Cause it's not even like that long ago. So it's like help people out, like, but don't, like yeah put them in a position that you were in and well, i mean i had to beg for it to be quite honest <laughs> yeah i believe that i believe that yeah 
And I, I think I remember being happy that I didn't have to be EFA. I know. I knew Jill was EFA. Yes. You're like, <laughs> sorry, per- Jill. I'm happy yeah. to give you a break. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it's nice. I won't get, you know, piss thrown at me or urine, like whatever, <laughs> right. right? Hot water. Awesome. Hot yeah. water. <laughs> yeah. That's, Jill, that's Jill's job now. That's it's Jill's job. job. <laughs> oh, Jill. And how long did you do that? Uh, for, oh my goodness. So from September, the end of September of 2009 till the middle of May, 2010. Oh my God. That's so That's crazy. It's, it's so yeah. damaging, right? So like was that we... like a six month deal that you had with them? And then it, it, uh, yeah. Until my husband returned from gotcha. Afghanistan. Yep. And then what, like, then what did you do? Did you get into A&D then or? I did. That's when I went into uh, A&D. I worked a little bit of shift work uh, and then I went into A&D. And okay. And then how long did you do that for? I did A&D until I transferred home in 2013. So. Um, Four years. Three, yeah. Three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell everyone nobody else wanted it. <laughs> what yeah, does A&D consist of for people that don't know? What's A&D? So A&D is admissions and discharge or arrivals and departures, as I've had some family <laughs> members refer to it as. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, oh same, shit. same shit. Same shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's where uh, when uh, the women or men um, are federally sentenced, it's the first place they see when they arrive at the prison. So... Uh, it's where they come and, and get uh, briefed on rules and and all that stuff and get interviewed for the first time. Mm-hmm. Fingerprint searches. Strip searches. Strip yeah. searched. Yeah. Itemize all their things. That all they their come property. With, yes. All so their, their property is yeah. all, all dealt with through. I remember sitting there doing it with you a few times and like, or like yeah. hauling stuff out and trying to find something that someone's looking for or yeah. 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 Made quite that, and it was so little. Remember how small it was yeah, in there? It was so small. <laughs> and we had all small, these sea cans on the side trying to hold everybody's crap. Oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, or I like when Walmart, when the Walmart orders would come in. Was it Walmart uh, we ordered from? Walmart and Shoppers Drug Mart. Right. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember sitting yeah. there doing stuff with you, going. Oh. Okay, Jill, I gotta go. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> or here they come. Here comes a big van load of them. You're like, oh, I gotta disappear, man. Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. So, did you like that though, or you I like did, the consistency? Actually. Yeah. I like the consistency of the shift, but mm-hmm. I also liked um, admissions and discharge. I, I liked the uh, community interaction with the sheriffs that brought. Mm-hmm. Um, brought the inmates in um and as it was i actually worked at admissions and discharge at spring hill as well okay so so, um it's uh yeah i really really enjoyed the admissions and discharge and you got you got to see the um the the beginning of an inmate's uh time and then you got to see the end as well so because it's also where they get released through right Yeah. yeah so so cool so that's cool. all yeah and you were good at it too right so, so good at it yeah yeah <laughs> you excelled because once you weren't there we were like well where's jojo like as we called you like well she knows like sometimes like the the keepers wouldn't know but you'd know and then mm-hmm. if you weren't there if we got them after hours and we we're like well i don't know what to do right just it was just such a well-oiled machine yeah when totally. she was there right Absolutely. funny funny story about uh i'd say a good year and a half after i moved back home i would still get phone calls or emails from up there asking me. <laughs> <laughs> believe it i yeah i totally believe that that's so good so good yeah you were very good at that job and i remember just like if i needed a break or something i just Mosey on down there yeah. and get your coffee. Yeah, and yeah. Hang I'm out go for a bit. <laughs> and um, Kibbles was working uh, down in that area too mm-hmm. when because uh, we were both expecting at the same time, and we would like hang out, like have yeah. our little pregnancy party, and then go down <laughs> to the hotel, and then you know it was awesome. It was so good. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. so you you transferred out east in 2013, and how was 
How is going home for you? Uh, going home was good. It was good. Um, born and raised on the East Coast. Um, so it was, it was good to be uh, back home. Um, it was different again, though. Like it was because coming home, um, it wasn't the same home that I had left it. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. You know, things had changed. The world keeps moving, even though you're not there. So, um, but it was, it was still good. I was happy to be, I was happy to be home. Yeah. 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 And everybody's uh, doing good. The family's like adjusted to being back and. Yeah. Yeah. The family. Yeah, absolutely. Adjusted to being here. And it's, it's, it's what they know now. The kids were young enough where they, the oldest remembers a little bit about uh, living in Alberta, but the youngest don't no. remember very much no. at all. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, and that's good. Yeah. So you started in 1999. If you could go back, what are mm -hmm. some things you wish you knew, like, before you started? I mean, right. Corrections has come a long way with identifying things, but at the time, 1999, how old were you? I was 25. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh my goodness. It's always, it's, yeah, it's so much uh, when you, when you think back, you know, um, but just not being able or not carrying with you what your work is. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So mm -hmm. I used to always say uh, when I put my uniform on and I walked through the gates, it was like I warped through to this different world. Yeah. Yeah. And not that I was a different person, but it was just a different world when I went into work for me. Yeah. Armor, I, like an armor comes on uh, different. Yes. Yeah. Different absolutely. mentality. You have to change your mind. You have to remember where you are. Right. Like yes. things like that. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. And I always said that when I left work, I warped back into my own little world of having a family. But hindsight's twenty twenty, and I don't think I completely warped back out. Mm -hmm. I think I, I know I carried some of that out with me. And mm -hmm. So I, I kind of, you know, thinking back, had found avenues to help me through the good days and the bad days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we, we didn't have that, like, support. Yeah. Like, in the beginning, yeah. when we all first... Well, yeah, we're starting EIFW, even all the way, I'm going to say all the way through my career, that support was never in my experience, just wasn't there. So when I look oh. back, but I'm, I'm with you though, like when we did get uniforms, like, you know, starting before the uniforms, like you, it was different. And when we had the uniform, you put it on, that was your identity. And, you know, when people outside of work said, what do you do for a living? You're like, uh, work for the government, right? Like, <laughs> until you get to know people, and then they're like, oh, that's why she's the way she is, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like a very hard exterior, you're guarded, you're a lot of things. So that, like, yeah, taking that uniform off and assimilating back into, you know, normal society is, it's different. It's harder, it, right? It's, it is. It's a whole lot harder. And and you don't realize that your dark humor that you have because you have a dark humor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't, don't realize that it's not necessarily accepted in mm -hmm. normal society. Mm -hmm. I, I actually, I, I don't know if I told this in another podcast, but I was at a, like a wine event and I was standing around a table and it was me, a psychiatric nurse, my friend who owns a funeral home and my husband and another police officer man, if people walked by and heard that conversation, like we could have been arrested and it was crazy. I was just like, and we're all just like laughing and I'm like, holy crap, this is a morbid conversation at <laughs> an outing in the public. It was great though. It was awesome. It was, I was like, this is where I need to be right now. This I is know. exactly what I need. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy sense of humor. Even my husband will like say something and I'm like, holy, that's messed. And he's like, no, it's not. I'm like, well, it is. It is. It out long, you know, like <laughs> for him to say that to guys at work, it's yeah. like, no. It's funny, actually, it's right? It's funny, yeah. 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 But I do remember doing that and, you know, having those. I still do. I still have that dark humor and have the ability to laugh at it. And yep. um, maybe not as much because I'm not exposed to it as often, but mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now I think too, like, it's funnier, like being out and like, you know, my, my partner worked in corrections in a different area. So we can say stuff like under our breath to each other. Now, if we're out with the mask on in the mall, like we can say stuff and we can both (laughs) laugh. But if I ever like walking with, you know, my other friends, I could never say that same thing, right? Oh, here comes a slasher or, (laughs) oh God, (laughs) she's been road hard and put away wet, right? That kind of stuff. (laughs) You can't, it doesn't really fly with other people. Okay. So you go to Spring Hill or no, you go back to Nova Scotia and did you take some time off or did you go, you No, I went, went, I transferred and back to Spring Hill. Yeah. Right back to where I started. (laughs) And how was that? It was, it was good. I mean, I didn't know hardly anybody anymore. They right. That's the, how the I would. The turnover was crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just people either transferred or just left or retired. Um, but it was, it was good. I, I, I mean, going from a men's to a women's and then a women's back to a men's. Right. Uh, what was that like? Sharon talks yeah. about this often, so I'd love yeah. to know what you think. <laughs> It, it's it's an adjustment you I mean it's because it's a completely different world and how you right. um, and I mean it's it's just how you speak and handle a, a women a woman inmate compared a female inmate compared to a, a male inmate is it's it's different it's just mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. Um, they have their Oh God, can I even say this? They're less sensitive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can say that. <laughs> oh, you can say anything. <laughs> they're, they're less sensitive. So funny story. I remember um, at EIFW and my first caseload interview and I'm sitting in the visits and correspondence area. She's across the table from me and she starts crying. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh God, just don't make eye contact. Look away. Yeah. Don't, don't. I don't know what to do right now. I'll be back. That's right. Yeah. You do your thing. I'll be back in 15. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> that didn't and has never happened really to me in a men's prison. <laughs> so right. it was like, oh, I am totally out of my realm right now. I know. Because so, you want to say... Yeah, I remember that stuff happening, and you want to say, this is prison. There's no crying in prison. Yes. Like, suck it up. (laughs) Right? But then you can't. And then they send you away for training. They train you to be more sensitive (laughs) Sensitive. and women-centered. And anyone who knows me knows sensitivity is not. That's why I've been blessed with a daughter who's, like, (laughs) on the other spectrum of sensitive, right? They're like, oh, you're insensitive? Look, here. Bam! Right? I'm like, oh. Oh, that's oh. what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I remember listening to Sharon talk to inmates going, I need to be more like that. Are you kidding right now? Is this a joke? Like, are you yeah. crying? Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. so you so what, <laughs> what was the biggest difference for you? Just the emotions and the feelings and the just the emotions, the feelings, and and just really, uh, well, I mean, policy and procedure. To be quite honest, was different, right? Men and women as well. Um, but yeah, it was just just that more. I almost felt like you needed to be more intimate with with the women compared to to. The relate to them more you need to relate to more yes because women like, are untrusting are untrusting <laughs> so you have to build that yeah. trust and yeah. and they're untrusting and you're untrusting so you're like I, i'm not i can't say anything right because you don't want to give them something to use against you at a later date right exactly. mm-hmm. but you exactly. also need to relate to them and yeah yeah and so, so and what about the like I I transferred to Bowdoin and there was a lot less stuff that went on. Like what about in Spring Hill? Is that medium? Men's medium? medium? Yeah. Yeah. So was there lots of stuff that goes on there? Like, Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes. But in a different way than the women again. Um, I mean, they're, I think men are a lot more secretive when it comes to what they're doing and their dealings and their, you know, so, um, I was, I mean, throughout my career, I've been fortunate to, you know, 
um, be able to walk through and not be uh, physically uh, scarred, so to speak. Um, yeah. So Sharon talks about like at, a, at the women's prison, if we would have an incident, there's always another 10 days that follow it with head banging and poop smashing and, yeah. and you know, you know, kites being thrown in the air, whatever. Yeah. But at the men's, Sharon always says like, it's just over. It's do you, done. Do you? Yeah. It's done. Find the same thing. There's not a, a bunch of shit to follow. Done. It's, yeah. it's done. Like you're, they're rolling on the ground and then they're shaking hands and it's done. Yeah. 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 So That's very totally... different from what we've experienced. It. Well, That's the only experience yeah. I have. So yeah. Um, yeah. Very different. But yeah. Motions, sensitivities, yeah. Um, you know, reputations get and women <laughs> women just are very different in that realm right so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah crazy yeah. so you uh are currently not working i'm current, currently off of work um okay. Tell still, us about that. still employed yes uh, but i've been off since actually it's a year um mm -hmm. i uh, needed a mental break mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i recognized i needed a mental break after I had a, a small little breakdown and uh, at work actually. And um, um, yeah, my body and my mind was just saying, it's time you need to take a little break and, and start healing yourself. Mm -hmm. oh. And you did like at 21 years. Yeah, good. You need a break. You deserve you need a, break. a break. Absolutely. Hey, like, and good uh, for you for being aware of that yeah. stuff. Like that's a huge piece, right? Like awareness is a huge piece where you're looking going, something's not right. I got to tweak a few things and yeah. So good yeah. for you for, for stepping back. So, and then was it at one incident or was it more so just, it was more cumulative. Um, it, um, it was an incident that happened in November of 19 or 19. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> 2019. <laughs> um, but uh, it took a couple of months for me to really try to process it and the realization uh, that I couldn't process it. And um, I know um, your theme is being grateful this uh, season. Yeah, and that's right. That's one of the things I'm grateful for. And I'm actually my, she'll be 15 next week. Um, she, I'm grateful for my 15 year old daughter who, uh, basically took me inside and said, mom, take a look at yourself. Yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, for, yeah. First of all, I can't believe she's 15. Yeah, right? <laughs> first <laughs> of all, I remember that little baby. Yeah. And so like, what was it? Like, what did she, what did she see? Um, just, I wasn't me. I was uh, short with them. I would snap at yeah. anything really that was so insignificant. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, I couldn't focus. Still working on the focus thing. Yeah. Um, so am I. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> and the remembering, um, like the, like oh, the memory. Oh, 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 so bad. It's, it's a good day when I remember to do something that I haven't wrote down. Yes, me too. Yeah. I'm the mm -hmm. same. Very much so, yeah. And my kids will say, Mom, what did we do yesterday? I'm like, don't ask me that question. I have no idea. Yeah. Don't ask no. me. No. Yep. And that's like, yeah. that's what we've, we've said that before. Like that's yeah. a symptom of, of trauma, right? Mm -hmm. Your, your brain, like not wanting to remember or whatever, it's a symptom of it. Right. So mm -hmm. uh, what did you do then to step back? Like, and also I want to know if you're, if like was corrections helpful with any of that piece? Uh, yes. I mean, my direct super supervisor, uh, he, was, he was fantastic uh, when uh, it happened, when I had my little breakdown at work. I can't say enough about him uh, just guiding me through everything. I mean, I had never been off of work except for having kids. So, yeah, right. And I've, I had seen people going off work and stuff, but I mean, never questioned how you do it or I didn't, because I never thought I would be that one who needed, right. you know? Mm -hmm. um, so he, he guided me through and uh, helped me fill out the forms I needed to fill out, would check in on me from time to time, not just because he was my supervisor, just because that's who he was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yes, they, you know, CSC, ha 
really hasn't been a burden for me when it comes to being having time off right now. That's good. So good. That's so good. Because we hear so many people or um, Mark, what's Mark's last? Mark Long. 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 uh, If you've heard his story, Sharon, he's a cracked armor. You know who he is. Yeah. Um, His story and how much grief he got Mm -hmm. um, going off work and having to go back and having to fight and all of those sorts of things. It's, it's a tough place to, you know, it's like you're struggling, but yet you have to fight so yeah. hard. So yeah, hard. And to... I, I haven't had to fight not one. I'll touch wood on it because right. I, I have right. heard some terrible, even coworkers having mm-hmm. bad experiences. And, well, I, and we know in, in Edmonton, like there was like people that were suffering that uh, I want to say they fell through the cracks. I mean, a lot of our friends too, like mm-hmm. they've fallen through the cracks because they needed support. And so I, like, I'm happy to hear that maybe yes. our, our employer has gotten better as time has gone on because you can't just leave people t- to deal with major uh, mental health things. Cause those, just cause you're, it's not a visible scar. It doesn't mean it's not affecting you. And 21 years, like that's, crazy long to be in the service and I mean hats off to you because like absolutely we always say like how do you stay why do you stay like what like what's what's working I guess and like yeah the piece we do on gratitude is like what is working for you so yeah it's um and I think because it's it's seen in in today's society as it's, it's more out there now. People talk Absolutely. about it. People talk about it more. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's okay for people to come out now and say, I'm, I'm not okay. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's something not right here and I need to fix it before I can do anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for and, you. And to, and I look at it this way because I struggled with it for a long time. And I always, you always hear that like, oh, well, if your arm was severed, you would go to the hospital and get it dealt with and have six months of whatever rehab or whatever. But I, I look at it and I'm like, I was doing the people I worked with a disservice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like I was not well, I wasn't sleeping. I was probably hung over most of the time and I'm how awful would that have been if something bad would have went down and how detrimental that would have been to the people that were supporting me or Mm -hmm. I was trying to support in that moment. So I think about that a lot. And I I know for us at Edmonton Institution for Women, you felt guilty when you didn't go to work because of all the overtime and all, you know, like, and if you'd call in, they'd be like, what for real? You're sick. What? (laughs) You know, and you felt shitty about it, but Mm -hmm. That's something that I've struggled with while I've been off actually is the survival survivor guilt. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm out right now. Um, yet to be determined if we'll, if I will return to work. Um, but it's still there. Like when you hear about something that's happened there and you think, Oh God, I wish I could have been there. I wish had I been there, what would have happened? Could I have made a difference? Yes. Yes. I still, I still do that. When I hear the stories, I'm like, Oh, damn it. Okay. This is, and I think, and I can see that I can see the house and I can see, and I'm like, okay, did like, it's none of my business. (laughs) I I need to remove myself from it. Yeah. It's hard to though. Yeah. It is very hard to, especially when the people that you, um, you care about, like some of my best friends still work there. Totally. Totally. Scary. Even when I started hearing like, that everybody has to PPA, PPE. So they have to go, they, every time they do a walk or they leave the main building, they have to like gown up gloves that, and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, to walk through every house like that. I feel bad for them. Yeah, I know. Feel, like, I'm like, Oh my, I don't think I could do it. I don't know how I would feel about it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's my heart. My heart is still there. Of course, most days with them and I always, you know, if I see something on the news, I'm like, oh God, I hope they don't, I hope there's not a massive investigation attached to this because I've talked about this before. Lots of my, lots of my shit comes from investigations. Yeah, that's not, true. None of it. What, like, I think if the investigations would have been done quicker, um, less, um, 
negative connotation attached to it. Like, oh, you should have done this. Oh, you know, what happened here? Oh, you know, like if they didn't drag it out so long, I know like a lot of my anxiety comes from waiting out those investigations, which I wasn't really even a part of most of the time. Like I held the camera or I did whatever, but you were worried about what's going to happen to those people and your, your people that you know were just doing the best they could with the situation they were given. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, a lot of that is. Um, and yeah, and you're trying to keep everybody safe. And then it's the armchair critic, right? That's saying, how come you didn't do this or that? And it's, it's sad, really. Like, because mm-hmm. it, it does it. Uh, like, there's a one major incident at EIFW, I remember, and it caused, I don't know, there was 12 or 15 people who got investigated, right? And like the, after that, like there's so many people who left the service, who mm-hmm. went on stress leave, you know, like lots of stuff happened and it didn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm like, I'm glad and grateful that there's hope, like at least they can recognize things now and say, and it's not normal to, to look at you know, what do they say? 28 incidents in a career? Probably yeah. in our career, it was like 28 incidents in a year, right? But yeah, in a year, not in a career. We not were in a career. Literally <laughs> doing, yeah, there's 52 <laughs> weeks in a year and yeah. we were doing probably 52 a year. At 52 least. a year. Yeah. For those first right. couple of years, right? And if you worked on the max, it was more. It was more. Yeah. Yeah. It was daily, right? So mm-hmm. it's a lot. So yeah. how are you feeling now? What have you, um, yeah, I just want to know that, to? Jur- that journey for the last year. What's that look like for you? Um, it was rough at the beginning. My journey, I mean, it's, it definitely was uh, rough. And as the world knows, I think Nova Scotia had a rough year. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did lose a couple of friends. Um, so, um, yeah, the first part of 2020 was pretty rough. Uh, every day my foot is forward and I keep moving forward. Uh, I have great support from my family, from my friends, um, and I have a great team that's working with me. So, um, yeah, one day at a time. One day, day, yeah, absolutely. That's so good, though. It's good to hear that, right? Mm -hmm. So, it's uh, focusing. I mean, I write things down. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All that stuff, but um, yeah, it's it's positive thinking and and keep moving forward yeah one of of the things that uh triggered or like not triggered but like came to my head um when I when I went through cancer is they made me go I think I talked about this in another either our podcast or someone else's um they make you go to this like seminar once you've been diagnosed with cancer about like and it's the worst because first of all I'm the youngest person in there by like 30 years sitting in the seminar but they say like one of the biggest things is um you will never go back to normal so what I want you to do is to try and find a new normal and it it actually didn't hit me at that moment but later I was like that's all I've tried to do is get back to 22 year old Lauren even though I'm still 22 right Sharon yeah I'm gonna be 22 again (laughs) 22 again yay (laughs) (laughs) but I was always trying to get back to that person instead of trying to morph into the person that I'm supposed to become based on the experiences that I've been through and that's probably one of the things that made it easier it just stopped me from like barricading myself in all the time and going just get back just get back this is Mm -hmm. and now it's like no who are you supposed to be what's supposed to come of this uh so finding and we've heard that a lot with 2020 find the new normal find the new normal but Mm -hmm. it never it never registered with me until it was like your life will be different now from cancer and then I'm like well my life is different from this and this and cancer and this right and like now this yeah I, and, you know so I like oh, it's just instead of putting all that pressure on myself to get back to who I was it's like just become who you want to be that's right so it's so good it's been super that's, helpful yeah that it's huh. very helpful actually that's you just putting yeah that's ringing a bell in my head like yeah you would not believe it yeah makes so much sense it makes so much it sense does. yeah yeah, it does. And it's it all it's all time, right? That was kind of my mm-hmm. word for this year because I'm like we were granted like yes, we were we're in a pan- pandemic, but we're granted so much time. So what do you want to do with that time, right? Yeah. So that's 
and that, like it takes time too to heal like I wasn't I still don't sleep well because it's like the shift worker and I don't like I don't think of stuff from the jail but sometimes I do stupid things like I'll sit and watch like episodes of Wentworth and then I'll go to bed and I'm like well that was dumb because like even they're there it's funny because they're clicking I'm like oh my god that's the the max units clicking that's the same sound why am I doing this to myself right but I'm like but I do want to see what happens so and then I try and go to bed and it's just dumb but all of that takes it takes time to shake the wash the jail off your skin basically right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's being ready to for me I'm not sure right. I'm not sure if I'm ready I mean I've, I've 21 years is a long time and that's who I mean yes I I'm a mom and I'm a wife and and but I'm also a correctional officer yeah, yeah. And you, we identify with that so much. And I, like when I write things, I say ex-corrections officer or former corrections officer. And and yeah, it's, it's tough to even write it because I still identify with it. I still. 21 years is like a huge chunk of your life. Right. And it was like 13 or 13 and a half or four. That's a big part of my life. Like, it's not like I can go back and say, you know, like I was the cashier at Zellers when I, like for four years, like I don't say ex-Sellers employee. Like. Right? And I don't talk about the store ever. Like I know. Well, when we have conversations here, but I mean, I don't say like, oh, I had a clothing business. Rarely mm-hmm. when I talk about things, I talk about, um, yeah, that, that. Yeah, it's a huge chunk of your life and, and your identity because you're an officer, you're a peace officer, you yeah, you're, you're sent to do this job, right? So yeah, it took me a long time to move my uniform from my normal closet to a closet that I don't frequent at all. Just, just because, yeah, it's just for me that signified something. I was moving it from one closet to another. So it was, of course, yeah, I just cut the patches off mine when, um, I'm sorry. I could see you're like, (gasps) (laughs) I just in March, just in March, we went through like our garage and I was like, yeah, let's, you know, I'm time. Yeah. Yeah. I retired, uh, September 9th, uh, 2019. So I took the, the five years care nurturing and then I took a year spousal relocation and that was a disaster. Oh my gosh. That was like, they had nothing for me and I just thought, you know what, I'm done. So, um, yeah, it, but yeah, that, it was a tough day. It was a tough day to watch for me and my husband to do that and throw those out and collect those patches. It was, yeah, it was, um, it was hard. So I can imagine, uh, just even moving the uniforms to a different closet for you would be tough and they might stay there forever. And that's okay. That's, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh. They might hit and or they might hit the bonfire. Who knows, right? Like, <laughs> hey, you want to do. Whenever you're ready, Sharon and I will make a trip out there. Yeah, we should. <laughs> a little ceremony, right? That sounds like a plan. Yeah, it does sound like a plan. I would love that. I haven't been to Nova Scotia for. I've I've never been. So really? Yeah, oh, never. yeah. Girls, you got to get yourselves down here. Yeah. My friends got married in 2001 and I went there. 2002. Yes. 2002, they got married. Oh, wow. wow. That was the last time I was there. But I used to go all the time because my boyfriend's family had a place uh, out by Pugwash. Remember, we've talked okay. about this, Joe. Yes, yes <laughs> we have. We, yeah. just, we just purchased the pro- property out by Pugwash. Is it Heather's oh, yeah. Beach? It's Heather's Beach. Oh, that's it! Oh, <laughs> Heather's Beach. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so cool. We're looking oh. forward to our first full summer. Yeah, that is exciting. That's amazing. Very yeah. cool. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh! Like I remember, like getting crabs when the tide would go out, and oh, yeah. so fun, so fun. Yeah, very cool. Lots, lots of things to explore there. That's for sure. Of course. Yeah. It's beautiful. Like just, yeah. We'd land in Halifax and stay there for like a day and then drive. It was just, yeah. Very cool. I'd love to go. We should make a plan. Well, my door's always open. Awesome. Yeah. We've got it here. Yeah. You said it. We recorded it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bring up this podcast. (laughs) 
Uh, whenever you're ready, my friend. Come on. I'm a, I'm bonfire or no bonfire? My door is always open. Yeah. Awesome, right? Awesome. Yeah. Totally. Oh, well, we really appreciate you coming yeah. on and talking. We know it can be hard to speak about things like this. And, um, you know, I, I, ha I had so much fun. And, this is, uh, yeah. I did this was great. I actually didn't know that you had been off. For a year, I'd seen okay. a few things, but I uh, Sharon told me the other day. But I'd seen a few things and thought maybe, but yeah. I'm like, I'm not gonna ask. She'll tell when she's yeah. ready. Yeah, yeah, and and this this is part of me being ready, I think. Yeah, Absolutely. and it's and the day's significant, right? So it's the one year that you yeah yeah, and it's good because I can see you like breathing easier now yeah. and stuff too. <laughs> yeah, and it's good, and we're like. Like I say at the end of, I try to, like, we're always here. Like, yeah. we're not far away. Like, just shoot us a message. We don't care. Like, we love to hear from people. So just, there's tons of resources. We love to talk. And mm -hmm. yeah, we'd love to, whatever you need. Like, we're here, right? Yeah. And that I know, I, you know, I mean, without even, the, my EIFW family has been someone that, without even, you guys don't even need to say that. Yeah, you know, right. like it's it's just there. I mean, Kibler will randomly text from time yeah, to time, yeah. and mm -hmm. then just you know. So it's just I know I know that everybody is there, and and it's just being able to reach out, being mm -hmm. okay with with yourself to be. Yeah, yeah. That's that's another. Yeah, that vulnerability. That's the hardest yeah. part, right? To say mm -hmm. uh, I'm not good. Like here, yeah. I'm sending out a signal, right? So yeah. that's hard. That's and good for you. Like we're proud of you for doing that, recognizing mm -hmm. that it's not Thank easy. You. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's not easy, and and I just hope that you know as we move forward that more and more people uh, reach out and, mm -hmm. and are able to you know find that comfort in in reaching out instead of just mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and sharing their story, know. right? To, yeah. Yes. To relate, like a, a lady. Um, I know you're on this one. First responders helping first responders. A lady posted a blog that she wrote recently about how she used to like go to vineyards and drink wine and enjoy wine and write down the wine. And then she's like, and then uh, work started to get it to me. And it was just like, just drink to drink, to numb, to sleep, to whatever. And then she wrote about how she kind of realized what she was doing years after she did it, like didn't notice it, didn't pay attention to it. And then and I was just like, oh my gosh, this woman is writing my story yeah, in a yeah. blog post. And yeah. I'm like, so I messaged her and I'm like, wow, you have no idea how I can relate to this. And she wrote back, the fact that you wrote that makes it feel like that isn't something that I shouldn't have written. Yeah. Right. Because mm -hmm. a lot Absolutely. of times you're scared to put it out there because you think no one else is going to relate and I'm nuts and all of these things. And then three or four people, you just need one person to say, holy crap, I feel you. I know that that's yes. exactly where I am. Mm -hmm. um, and you, I think you need it. You need that validation mm -hmm. at, at some point, but you are not getting it by being silent. Right. Mm -hmm. exactly, so exactly. being brave and opening up. And I, like I, we had this conversation with Brendan, I was like, I, I'd be more scared to walk into a prison than record a podcast. I know. And it's like, nope, nope. I'd rather walk into a prison than record a podcast. <laughs> it's yes. that initial, that like, that, that step across the line to say, okay, here we go. I'm going to open up. It might open up a can of worms, but here we go. Right. So, yeah. And I think, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to uh, toot your guys' horn right now because I think this podcast is helping you know that's awesome um, because yeah. listening listening to your shows and thinking oh my god that sounds like something that i i have been doing or that sounds that's so me lauren mm -hmm. when you when you spoke about going back to uh work after i think it was your second and you said had like the pain in the pit of your stomach that you yeah. you you experienced and and that's that's so me you know mm -hmm. so having people like your, you guys open up and just talk about it. And, and somebody one day just listens and goes, Whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. Mm -hmm. In a space where they can just put in some headphones. Right. And mm -hmm. you know, it's not open in a, a boardroom or something like that. It's just like, okay. And now, and I think for me, 
the hardest part was that I was unaware of what I was going through based mm -hmm. on the culture that I was involved in, right? Because yeah. it's mm -hmm. very normal to not sleep. It's very normal to drink and take medication. It's very, like, all of these things are normal in this culture. Um, so I think once I removed myself from that is when I started to notice like, and ha hang out with like people that didn't do corrections jobs. Mm -hmm. They're like, what, what? Oh, I'm like, oh yeah, that's just what we do. It's just what we do. And <laughs> just what we do. In corrections. Yeah. But they're like, uh, for real. That's, you know, that's <laughs> weird. It fucked up. Right. I'm like, is it? I don't is know. It? I yeah, don't think so. so. Yeah. I don't think so. All my friends do it. <laughs> so, and, and to talk about, and as you say it, once you've been out long enough, you're like, oh yeah, that's messed up. But if you hold it all in, mm -hmm. uh, we talk about the, the body keeps the scorebook all the time, right? We talk mm -hmm. about that all the time. And mine showed up very, very prevalent as like cancer and shit and all of these things. Like, my back will never be the same from the amount of tension I, I carry in my neck and my shoulders and all of that crazy stuff. So you, yeah, but when you're in it, you're not aware. You really have to like, and I'm so glad that you were, right? Like, that yeah. you, and you had to take that step back and say like, oh, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Yes. I gotta, I yes. gotta work yeah. on me. Um, especially being in that. I, I don't think I would have noticed it there. I think leaving yeah. was when like it's almost good, yeah. two years after I left is when I started to like, be like, Oh shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. I got to deal with this going forward. Yeah. And I was, I'm still am, I guess, uh, the one that reached out to everybody who, if I heard they had a bad day at work or mm -hmm. you know, something, I was that person who reached out to them, not to be intrusive, not to be nosy, nothing, just no. to go, just yeah. to send a quick message, uh, and say, Hey, heard you had a bad day I'm here and yeah pretty much all my message whatever so uh, good I guess right you need you need somebody to do that for you yeah yes. and that's I mean I remember that of you too that's why you're our Jojo right because you would throw that out there you know is everyone okay and it was like yeah nope <laughs> like whatever right but it's good it's yeah. good to have that person but Someone always needs to check on that person though too. Yeah. Exactly. Check on the strong friends. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Check on the yeah. strong one. Yeah. So yeah. true. So true. Well, thank you so much, Jill. We, we so appreciate it. It was so good to see you. Yeah. Oh, it's like, good to awesome. see you. So good to see your face on the screen. Yeah. I'm so sad. The other people don't get to see you on the screen because yeah. we don't yeah. share the video, but I'm, <laughs> I'm very happy to see you. So thank oh, I'm, you. I'm honored that you guys even invited me. So thank oh, you guys. Well, we really appreciate it. This is hey. a great, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, that's all for today. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to be notified when new episodes are released. And if you have a second, we would love a review. You can find us on Instagram at from uniforms to unicorns. And if you happen to know anyone else that would be interested in tuning in, please share this podcast with them. We greatly appreciate it. Love, Lauren and Sharon. <laughs>